This is exactly right. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. It's 1943 in the Kingdom of Bulgaria. As the Second World War rages, King Boris dies suddenly and every nation is a suspect. The Butterfly King premieres March the 21st on Exactly Right. It's a cruel tale of a doomed royal dynasty. Somewhere, the truth is out there. Listen to The Butterfly King on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to a bonus episode of I Saw What You Did. My name is Billy DeJerico. I'm Danielle Henderson. I, can we record that and play it at the beginning of every bonus? <laughs> also, you guys didn't see the hand movements. There was a lot of like shoulder, a lot of shoulder. <laughs> I don't know what possessed me just now. What was that? It's great because you truly get possessed at the beginning of these. Like, I never know what's coming. I'm like, she's get, whatever spirit hits her, that's what's happening today. Well, it's no, delightful. Same, same for you because there was there will be times where you will um, introduce yourself as someone else. Yes, I'm a street walking cheetah with a heart full of napalm, and you're like, yes. Oh? <laughs> yes, and I'm just like, who are you? How dare you? Um, well, this is gonna be this is gonna be a fun one. Our bonus ones are always very fun for us. Um, we hope they're fun for you also. And we usually read listeners' emails back to them on this mm-hmm. episode. Um, but we're taking a little break from that and just gonna give some updates on us. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and I think we told ourselves that we were not gonna talk about movies, right? Yeah. So this is non-movie uh, selections of stuff we've been watching so tv i i only have tv i wasn't sure if you included anything else nope i got tv i'm not watching anything on like a satellite disc or (laughs) just tv (laughs) you're not watching um feeds of baby pandas being born at a zoo not in your town not anymore not anymore i do Mm -hmm. end up watching an awful lot of let's make a deal and the price is right with my grandma Mm. But let me tell you, those shows rarely change. But if you haven't watched Let's Make a Deal recently, Wayne Brady is wild. Really? Oh, he is not only hilarious, but he throws these people off kilter all the time because he'll just make like a very randy joke. And they're like, I'm dressed like a taco. What am I supposed to say to that? (laughs) I always loved that part of that show is the costumes. Yes. Um. And when it was the Monty Hall era, like the the Let's Make a Deal of My Youth, when it was like 70s costumes, which were just always like so weird. They were like shitty. So the costumes were shitty always. And then also just like 
weird like just weird people with like weird costumes but they're shitty does that make sense yeah absolutely because it's still happening yeah but like i feel like cosplay up the game in terms of costumes do you don't want to hear my rant on this about how now (laughs) no one no one does shitty halloween anymore because it's like yes everybody is so fucking intricately dressed up and there's so much like costuming and cosplay now that like a, a Halloween costume now costs like $750. Exactly. Meanwhile, so. I'm like, I miss the era of either, remember when you would just slap on that plastic mask and just wear your regular clothes? Yes. <laughs> and you're like, I'm Dracula. And you're like, or you're Danielle, who I just went to fifth period gym with, and you yeah. put a mask over your face and you're literally still wearing the clothes you wore today. That's what I mean. It's like, And that's like old episodes of Let's Make a Deal slash our Halloween, which is that yes. somebody shows up in a, jo- a Dodgers jersey and puts a mustache on, a fake mustache. Exactly. That's 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 a costume. I always kind of love when you see little kids who are trick or treating, trick or treating in that vein nowadays. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, oh, either you were raised by your grandparents or your parents are fucking not not spending your college money on a goddamn Halloween costume. I love those kids. They have like built in integrity and character already. I agree. I, I I say take it back and make it super cheap. Make it and, cheap. Uh, it's funny. It's funny. A. It's funny when it's shitty. Okay. Yes. But also cost effective, and it doesn't. It it cause it, it causes like when people have to like get into these like high concept, high price costume ideas. It's fucking stressful. It's like you got to yes. source all this bullshit from like all these different places, and it's like. You know, you're out there doing like the hard historical costume research and shit. And I'm like, why are we doing that for like one night, one fucking night? The only way, the only, the only way that I actually like those costumes are when people do that, but they do it with stuff that they already own at home. Like if you make like a Bob Ross costume or something, or like you make a costume out of stuff you already have, it's very funny. Well, it's like, so my friends here in Atlanta, like, I'm not going to sit here and tell a legendary story about myself. I'm not like that, doing that necessarily. You better. But I have, there's a group of my friends that, this was like 15 years ago, where um, I used to DJ at this gay bar in Atlanta called Mary's, and every year they had a costume contest. And, you know, it was, let's get serious. It was, it, it ranged from people who were wearing like really intricate costumes to dudes simply in jock straps and nothing else. <laughs> so it's like, it was a wide range. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, you're wearing a jock strap and nothing else. It's not a costume. That's just like <laughs> you every night at Mary's. Um, like I saw you here on Tuesday with that same jock strap. <laughs> yeah. It's like, do not vote for this guy to win the hundred dollar bar tab because he is just oh, himself. God. Um, so, and and there was always this pressure because Ben, who is my friend that owns the bar, was like, he loves Halloween. He's just like, <laughs> one of these guys loves Halloween. And so I didn't want to disappoint him, but I did not, ha- truly did not have a costume. So what did I do? I fucking dressed in all black, went to CVS and bought a fucking Zorro costume from CVS. Like just a shitty fucking, it was like a mask in a, in a, a foam hat, and then they had a Zorro sword that wasn't even part of the costume. I had to pay extra for it, and I just showed up, and everyone was like, "What the fuck? Like, what is? What do you love Zorro? Have we not known this about you?" And I'm like, "I literally just went to CVS," and they're like, "So you came as the CVS Zorro?" And I'm like, "I guess that's what it is." 
and they were like, remember when you came as the CVS Zorro because you were so fucking phoning it in that year? And so now they just call me the CVS Zorro. It sucks. That's incredible. This is this is how legends are born. But yeah, but that's that is how Halloween should be, right? Yes. The CVS Zorro, the fucking like paper bag, just put like a fucking <laughs> paper bag. Okay. I can't tell you how many fucking paper bag slash like costumes I wore as a kid. And it was just my mom being like, I did not plan anything. So I'm going to like draw a heart on this paper bag and then cut out the face. And you can go as like the ace of hearts or something. And I'm like, really? Yeah. You had to put a paper bag on my head? Like I'm going as the, the mysterious comic? Yeah. Like, and I'm or seven just years like, draw, old. Cut triangles and then the mouth is like a zigzag. <laughs> like a crick, crick, crack, zigzag mouth guy. And I'm like, well, what are you supposed to be? I don't know. I'm a, a weird baghead guy. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like, guys, save 50 bucks on your costume, Max. Save the rest of the money for drinking that night. I completely agree. Now, this episode is supposed to be about TV shows. It is. It is. We, we, we veered off, but it was important to veer off. We yes. had some thoughts, clearly. However. Well, I want to know. So what are you watching? What's going on? It runs the gamut. Um, I have been, I've been really into a lot of Hulu shows recently. So I started watching Under the Banner of Heaven and Andrew Garfield is stars in it. But there's also a woman in it who was one of the main characters in a show that I always mention that no one has ever watched, Rectify. Um, yes. And it's this very, it's based on a book by John Krakauer and I have read the book, it is so intensely good, and it's Dustin Lance Black who created the show, um, and it's so intense and wonderful, and even though I know what's coming, it is wild. And I think what, what I really love about the show is that Rory Culkin is in it, and he was <laughs> the little kid in You Can Count On Me. I was going to say, I think that's, that's who that was, yeah. Rory Culkin is amazing in this show. Truly amazing. And I didn't know if I was going to like it because truly, Andrew Garfield, I feel like he was in like every movie for the past three years. Okay, I'm going to admit something to you right now. I don't know him. Do I? <laughs> Do I know him? <laughs> he is very handsome. He was the Spider-Man after Tobey Maguire. Okay, so there's that. So there's That's part of it. That's probably why I don't know him. Uh, he's a British actor. Okay. Um, and he has been in, he's been in a bunch of, bunch of stuff. He was in um, the Never Let Me Go movie, which was like the adaptation of the book. Okay. Um, he's really, he makes interesting choices, but he's kind of that guy who's always like the third guy in Dunkirk. Like he's that kind of an actor, but he's been breaking out and doing more stuff and starring okay. in more stuff. Oh, I see. He played Jim Baker in The Eyes of Tammy Faye. He played Jim Baker in The Eyes Got of it. Tammy Faye. I did see that a little bit. Yes. Okay. That is a reference I should have gone to right away. I know I know you. I should have said that. <laughs> <laughs> and he was great in it. But I feel like it was kind of reaching like a saturation point with Andrew Garfield because he was in everything I saw for like two years. Yeah. And I'm like, he is a great actor, but I need... A bit of a break so when he just when he said recently in public like i'm gonna step back a little bit and just kind of live my own life i'm like yeah good for you let us miss you a little bit so that you can come back and do something wild but he's he's great in this show okay yeah i haven't heard of it and i am in it sounds great the first 20 minutes of the first episode 
Holy shit. Okay. Just hold on to your butts because hold it on is. To your butts. <laughs> ooh, I love love that show and it's like um John Krakauer tends to do true crime in a way that is still it's very um his books are kind of very reporter books but they still have a really good narrative and yeah. the show I find takes that narrative and just kind of amps it up so it just feels like it's a good paced show every time the the episode ends I'm like I cannot wait to see what's next it's been, and and this is a show that also stars Wyatt Russell, who is Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell's son. See, yes. And I click on his face and he looks exactly like Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Exactly together. like both of them. It is yeah. wild. Wild. Wow, yeah. he's 35. Okay, so yeah. he's been here a minute. He's um, been- <laughs> I thought he was going to be like 22. <laughs> no, but you know what's 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 also cool about him is he played hockey for a long time. Like he didn't go right into acting as a kid or as a teenager. He's like, I'm going to play hockey and do my thing. And he came on my radar when I was watching an episode of Black Mirror. Um, and I love his episode of Black Mirror. And he came on my radar. I'm like, who is this guy? And then I'm like, wait, that's Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell's son. Like I didn't know he they had another acting entity in the family mm-hmm. um, but he's also great in this show and it's got lots of like early 80s fashions i'm just i love it fantastic yeah this i'm sounds good to me i'm in what are, what are you watching so uh, i'm gonna take a hard right um <laughs> because i have been obsessed with the real world new orleans reunion that There's a on, New Orleans reunion? Girl, I, I can't even... I, I mean, listen. First of all, Paramount Plus has been doing these reunions of the cast from Real World. Now, they did the New York one, like maybe last year or something like that. Watched the fuck out of that. In fact, That's the only one I saw! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And me and my friend Chris Cummings, we did a damn Instagram live uh, yes. recap of it every week. I've never done that before in my life. And I'm like, sure, I'll go on here and talk about fucking all these people that have now come back into my life. I mean, I was a huge real world person, but huge. up to a point. So I, yes. the, the original one, it was the first one I ever saw. Um, and then pretty much saw, I saw like the first, I would say the first like six or seven now, I, I'm yes. really bad at knowing what seasons are which, but then then I took up a little bit of a break, like maybe one or two seasons, and then I watched New Orleans. Um yes. so what they did was they did a new they did a New York reunion, they did an LA reunion, very explosive. And then for whatever reason, they skipped all these up these seasons and then they yeah. just immediately went to New Orleans. So that's the one that's on right now. And New or- New Orleans is like the sixth season. So they yeah. skipped London. They skipped like they all... skipped San Francisco, which at, yeah. To be honest with you, I don't know if they will ever do that because that season particularly was so was so heavy that I'm like yes. I don't know if I actually want to see a reunion of that because that's just so such a heavy season, obviously with Pedro and all that stuff. Well, also Rachel has become like a fucking Handmaid's Tale broodmare. With the yeah. uh, guy from the Boston season. Yeah, I mean, who the fuck saw that coming? Um, <laughs> crazy. But they even skipped, like, Boston. I mean, I don't even yeah. know. I, New Orleans is nine. 
What? So it's New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, London, Miami, Boston, Seattle, Hawaii, and then Oh, oh, they skipped Hawaii. You remember Ruthie? Oh, that was my (gasps) season two. I loved Hawaii. But I I feel like Boston and Seattle were a little less watched. I didn't watch those as much, but I was there. I mean, I know who the characters are for the most part. Like, I know that that's when Irene got slapped. You know, exactly. that whole drama. But so this New Orleans one, I mean, you got Melissa, who is my half Filipino representation on yes. reality TV. She's great. But then you got like Julie, the Mormon woman who I got to say, like, never liked her, never liked her, was was never was never connected to her, obviously. And then she now is the annoying white lady in the house. <laughs> well, she's the Becky. Like, she turned into the Becky of the She house. is the Becky. And it's like, she, you know, she, except she's out there getting drunk, showing oh. her ass. She, like, showed up in a um, a yo yoga outfit. Like, when she first came to the reunion, like, when they first come in the door, she's wearing a yoga outfit. And I'm like, did you just come from yoga to, like, do a, new, a real world reunion? <laughs> what is this outfit? And that's who she is. She's like a yoga white lady who is very still crying a lot very emotional has dr- very very hardcore drunken episodes on the oh show God. it's crazy because i guess she's just started drinking like she, may, she now drinks i think she's like severed from the mormon church oh uh, right but the come on be my baby tonight guy <gasps> david That's who, right. who now goes by tokyo oh what is he in fucking money heist? Like what? <laughs> Don't know. A little little TBD why he's called Tokyo. It, he has an answer for it. It's very convoluted and it has to do with manga comics or some shit. I don't know. Um, oh my God. But then dude. Danny, you know, and a lot of, a lot of that so far, cause there's only been like three or four episodes, I think a lot about Danny, you know, cause him, you know, he was in that relationship with that uh, military guy and it was the yeah. whole don't ask, don't tell era. So I am obsessed. <laughs> when I was out in Joshua Tree with my my two friends, we decided to take mushrooms one night. I'm saying <laughs> this is what you do in the desert. And we put the first episode of that <laughs> show on and we were like, holy fuck, we were watching this to completion, to completion, <laughs> every episode. Let's go. So I am loving this because I genuinely had no idea that they were doing more than just the first reunion. I'm sad that they skipped some pivotal seasons. Again, London, when Neil got that heart, his girlfriend sent him that barbed wire wrapped heart in a box. And that dude bit his tongue off? Yes. Like Neil went through some shit and everyone went through some shit. Sharon, I want to know what Sharon is up to. Is she singing? Like they skipped some seasons, but... They're very quickly getting to the point where I stopped watching the show because I think people talk about seasons now like, oh, remember that one on the boat? And I'm like, no, I don't. I stopped watching at that point. Yeah. And looking at the seasons right now, I didn't watch past New Orleans. So there's like the next one, they go back to New York and then there's like Chicago, Las Vegas, Paris. There was one in Atlanta, by the way. It's (laughs) the last one they did. And it was only on Facebook. (laughs) So... How far the mighty have fallen. <laughs> so that's uh, th- apparently that's what they think about Atlanta. Is they're like, let's just put it on Facebook. No. Oh gosh. Anyway, Incredible. so that's so I'm obsessed with that. Of course, that's what I'm watching. 
I'm going to get into it. I'm going to start watching it tonight. And look, I'm going to match you toe for toe with reality TV, which, as you know, I stopped watching for a long time. I just got to a point in my life where I felt like there's enough going on in the world that I just can't hear people yelling at each other all the time (laughs) on TV. So I just stopped watching everything for a couple of years. And I got back into it in the weirdest way last week. There is a show on Netflix called The Ultimatum, Marry or Move On. (laughs) And let me tell you about this show. First of all, it is hosted by Nick and Vanessa Lachey, who are like the ambassadors of cishet relationships now. Like they are just like, anytime we're going to show some straight people getting (laughs) together, bring in the Lacheys. Bring in the star of CSI Hawaii. Is that what show she's on? <laughs> and they are like, she's very passionate about the advice she gives. And Nick Lachey is like a 70 year old man. He's just like, I, I don't care. <laughs> like he'll repeat things back to people. And that's his statement. Like, yeah, you really should give this relationship time to breathe. And meanwhile, Vanessa is like ripping her hair out. Like, I can't believe you fucking did. <laughs> <laughs> he is so tired i'm just gonna say nick Lachey is a tired man yes and um they're hosting this show and the premise of the show instantly made me insane here is the premise of the show okay one person from a couple is demanding that their partner either marry them or they will leave and so the way the show is set up Everyone comes in, there's like five couples, 10 people, and they spend a week dating all of the other people in the group. So you're watching your partner on a date with someone because you're all just like hanging out in this hotel and you're technically broken up. So they're like, yeah, we're going to date. And then at the end of that week, you're supposed to pick who your match is or like who you want to date further. And so they're okay. around this like banquet table being like, I want to date Matt or whatever. <laughs> a banquet table. Yeah. And I'm like, why is this so horrible? You guys should be in a fucking dive bar and you know it. But they pick who they want to date for the next three weeks. And then they live together with them in a hotel room for three weeks. And technically date. So there's always there's already drama in the beginning because it's like, Am I going to pick the person who's also going to pick me? Because you don't know. Right. And a lot of that shit went on. There was this one guy who completely fucking panicked because none of his picks wanted him. So he he ended up leaving with the lady he came with. Yeah, that's like Love Island. That's the way it was on Love Island in that same way where you're like scrambling just so you don't get kicked off the show. Right? Oh my God, he was like, he leaned over at one point to this woman and he's like, I'm going to pick you. And she was like, we haven't even been on a date. What are you talking about? Because <laughs> the other two people dissed him so hard because he's yeah. a nightmare person. So two of the couples panicked and just like left with each other. Horrible, horrible, horrible. The three couples that were left, let me just tell you. So the, again, the premise is you date these people for three weeks. Then you go back with your original partner for three weeks and live with them. And then at the end of this, you decide, are we going to marry each other or move on? Wow. So the premise of this show is already 
bonkers. Yeah. Because let me tell you something. The only ultimatum that you should be giving in a relationship is, are we getting pepperoni on this pizza or not? (laughs) I'm getting fucking a veggie lover's pizza. Do you want to eat it or no? That is it. Or I will also settle for the ultimatum of, are you going to get your shit out of my house on Saturday or Sunday? Yes. <laughs> That's it. If you are giving an ultimatum about marriage, you are, your relationship is already bad. It's already bad. Well, and it's also like, okay, so these are people that are on the fence about getting married. So they're like, is it just like one person is the holdout, right? Yes. Or bo- like, how does that one work? One person so is the holdout. Okay, one person is the holdout. And then they're like, well, let's see how this feels Watch me go out with several other people. Mm-hmm. And just, let me ask you this. Don't, you know, I don't care about spoilers, obvi, but I'm just saying, do people get married? Like, has anybody gotten married? There were two proposals. Okay. I'll say this. There were two proposals around the banquet table. Like, the two couples that left with the people they came with purely panicked and were like, um, I'm realizing after this week that I want to marry you. So those two were, oh, were out. <laughs> it was like... Purely, it was based, of- purely based on the idea that they might lose the game. Like, that is so fucked yes. up. <laughs> yes. And also looking at the people around the table and being like, oh, you're not as bad as any of these people. Wow. So two of them proposed and left right away. There were two more proposals that came on the heels of this, but only one of them got married. Wow. The other couple did not stay together. And this, but the show, what kept me watching is that I'm so out of the loop in dating that I thought, well, maybe things have changed or been different. No, it is just as messy and ridiculous as it's always been. And these are youngish people, like in their late 20s, early 30s. There was this one couple who... The woman gave the ultimatum, and they clearly were so bad for each other <laughs> from the start. And she's like, I want to marry him. He bought me an SUV. I want to fill it with children. How come I don't have any children? And you're like, oh, my God. And he's like, um, I was in the military for, like, five years, and I just got out, and I kind of want to just, like, live my life for a minute before I get married and have kids. Yikes. And I love her, but she needs to calm down. But the funniest fucking thing is that she, when they were in the dating part, they, she broke the rules and she basically went over and talked to him and she was crying her eyes out. Like, it's so hard to see you on these, these dates. And the thing that made her break down the most is the thing that made me laugh the hardest. She said, (laughs) how come, like, you're really enjoying yourself on these dates. And he was like, yeah. And she's like, well, why? Like, I don't understand why you're having so much fun. And he turned to her and he said, well, maybe I'm realizing that you treat me like I'm an asshole. (laughs) 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 Like, this was clearly the first time in their relationship that he expressed any opinion. And she just broke down. And it was so funny. So I watched for the comedy of it because the relationships, again, they came in disaster. Less mild disaster yeah but it was so fucking funny to see these people like not like realizing something better might be out there and still feeling like they had to hold on to these people that they were with wow yeah there's so many of these shows out lately like with these like relationship challenges (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like god like 
chal- the challenge to date is simply like I'm like, oh, here we are like dating people without seeing them, marrying people <laughs> without seeing them, giving somebody an ultimatum, but then watching them date everybody under the sun. It's like like what if we had a show where it was like we are going to shoot your husband in the fucking face? <laughs> What are you going to do? Like, it's just like, kill my husband. <laughs> the show is called Jump or Not. And it's like, are you going to jump in front of this bullet or no? Like, how much do you really love each other? <laughs> well, I thought I was going to jump. But then I thought, should I jump? <laughs> do I want to ruin my own face? <laughs> do I want to scattershot my face? I mean, I think he'd look really handsome with some pellets in there. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, God, I just, yeah, I'm with you. I'm like so far removed from the whole dating scene that I'm just like, this is horrifying. It's like these (laughs) fucking medieval challenges for people just to fucking find somebody to fuck. Like, God, it's terrible. And I just, it makes me just double down on like, everyone should be single. You should be single (laughs) until you just meet someone that you can fucking relax with. And that is it. Just be single instead of putting yourselves through this it is unbelievable to watch people make such terrible decisions oh my god i could truly truly do an entire separate podcast about being single i could definitely do it like the benefits literally there's pretty much all benefits at this point i gotta say yeah having having lived at least four decades i am like you know what the, all this stuff that's happening right now on Netflix and Hulu and fucking is not, Discovery this ain't Plus. it. Can I show you towards the light, please? Like, you don't have to fucking hit somebody with a fucking giant javelin and make them fall off of a platform in order to to find happiness. Can we please do a single, single is this great show? Like, I would do uh, that. I would yes. do that show. Oh my God. Like, let's put a pin in that. Um, <laughs> what else are you are you watching more reality tv what else are you watching no so the the next two um that i have this one i feel like maybe i i don't know i've actually not checked in with you about the show because this would be something that you would definitely watch i'm watching that new kids in the hall show <gasps> okay i've been saving it i haven't okay. watched it yet i've been saving it for a weekend when i can just relax and dig in and i think it's going to okay. be this weekend okay i so i will not i will not give anything crucial away because i have to tell you something 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 happens in the first episode right out the gate that has put at least 20 to 30 dms in my inbox on my instagram (laughs) and i can't tell you what it is but once you once you see it once it's revealed you'll be like oh right so like i'm so curious Oh yes, but I listen. I, 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 I was. I never didn't actually have. I you know usually very opinionated about you know remakes or reboots. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. It's like we talk in these episodes. The just because you can doesn't mean you should. Eps about how they should leave well enough alone. A lot of times, I actually didn't mind. I was like, oh cool, they're doing the show again. Good for them. Like I'm Same. like good for them. I think right now, like I've only watched the first five episodes, four or five, because I think there's eight right now. Right. Um, I gotta tell you, I, I mean, we we've talked about this. We're huge fans 
I grew up with them. Formative. Completely formative to my taste, my personality. I really, I say, I want to say that we talked about this in an early episode about how they really informed my opinion of like guys. Like when I was a kid, like I thought, oh, these are like cool guys that love like the Smiths and they're like funny and they're like, you know, dressing up like ladies and they're just great. Like I was like, this is awesome. Completely. Um, And so, yeah, I, when the first, for, first of all, it's not in front of a live audience. That's, I think, the first thing you notice. Yeah. So um, it's like all so, ske- sketches. All sketches. It feels very cinematic in a, in a weird way. Mm-hmm. But there's skits. There's skits, obviously. Um, they bring back some old faves, um, but some new stuff, too. But Baseline, when, they, when that shadowy man on a shadowy planet song comes in and the Super 8 footage kicks in, I felt fucking emotional. Like I was feeling it. I was like, I think that's why I'm saving it because it is a real, it is one of the pure, purely joyful moments of my youth. Yeah. And I know I'm going to feel, and I look, I own the box set. I usually take one weekend a year where I watch the whole show from start to finish again. Yeah. I own the death comes to town movie. Like I truly adore these dudes in this show. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I can't even imagine hearing those strings start and then you go, oh my God. I know. I'm like, am I always going to love that Shadowy Men song set to Super 8 footage? I'm like, I'm just going to yes. love it. I don't care. You could be showing the and the final moments of Kill My Husband, the new reality <laughs> show that we just created. And I would love it. I'd be like, oh, this is so great. Like anything that's shot in black and white Super 8 to that song is so wonderful. It brought back so many yes. emotions. Um, also, you know, a lot of a lot of it is about aging, and mm-hmm. I think that's really cool that they're kind of like leaning into all that, and you know, because they obviously look older. I mean, they're like in their sixties, which is wild, yes. wild. Yes. Oh, it blows my mind. And I've seen a few stills; they still look gorgeous when they dress as women. Oh my god, completely gorgeous. And I love this is one of those re like reimaginings or like reboot of a show that I don't mind because they were always irreverent and they always had something different to say. So it doesn't feel like they're going over old territory. Like they would bring a new perspective to their sketches just based on what their lives have been. All right. I'm going to ask you probably a horrible question right now. That's what the bonus episodes are for. Okay. Knowing that we love them all equally, truly, you have to pick your favorite kid in the hall right now. Mark McKinney. Mark McKinney. No question. Okay. Okay. To the, to this point, friend of the pod, Julie Klausner, actually wrote on the show. Yes. Wrote on the New Kids in the Hall show. As soon as I found out she was working on the show, I sent her a text and I'm like, you need to give me that Mark McKinney hookup because he is actually divorced now, right? And she was like, you need to calm down. I just started working on this job and I'm not <laughs> setting you up with Mark McKinney. I, that totally tracks, to be honest. He's like yep. tall. Goofy. Uh, he has that look. He, I mean, I can just, Yeah. He's your guy. I can see Mark that. Mark McKinney. And he always has been. I, and again, this is this is going to be a terrible statement. Maybe things have changed over time. I feel like if Bruce was your dude, you're a little weird. He's my dude. How did I know this? <laughs> I fucking knew it. <laughs> I fucking knew it. I knew it was going to be Bruce. He is the, the 
primary choice for all great weirdos. <laughs> he is a genius. Like, <laughs> he is... His, just like his simple bullshit, like his simple bullshit. Like when he's just like, um, I'm not, I'm going to reveal this because I have to, but they do a re, a reworking of that salesman. Oh my God. Skit between, you know, when him and Mark McKinney play those like fucking shitty salesmen and they yes. show up in front of people there, even now this gets a rise out of me when they show up and they, and they crank the music and then they're just like <laughs> dancing in front of people. Like, even now, like Bruce McCullough fake dancing to like the bullshit <laughs> song or whatever kills me. I was like screaming, laughing. And I'm like, I don't know why this is nothing. This is literally a nothing oh, moment, God. but I am laughing my ass off at literally anything he does. So he makes me laugh so hard, especially yeah. when he does the dance, the music numbers, like the oh, Dave yeah. song still oh, yeah. in my head. He wears his pants so high that you can't tell if it's a joke or if it's like <laughs> he actually wears them that way. But he's very, very funny. And he's that quirky, curious dude. And like I said, every great weirdo that I know, he is their dude. Yeah. I mean, and I have to say, like, I mean, I love them all, too. I love them. Even Dave Foley was the one where he was like the... He was like the Davy Jones of yes. the group. Like every girl loved him. Like all the girls that I knew loved Dave Foley. I was like, I love him. Don't get me wrong. But like, I don't know. Just not not the guy that I'd gravitate towards. I definitely love Bruce. He was my guy. But I and I love all of them. But I also like Scott. I thought Scott was like yeah. super funny, super weird. I mean, he was like one of the first gay men I ever saw on TV. Like yes. he was like one of the first gay men I ever knew about. And I'm like, and he's great. I mean, he is legit, like, one of the funniest dudes ever. And Have you ever watched Hannibal? No. Because he plays, he plays a role in Hannibal, and it's a dramatic show, but he still is, he's a great dramatic actor, yeah. but he's also very, very funny in it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Dude, I, the minute you press play... You need to start texting me. Oh my god, I can't because I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you right now. I there is mo there are moments that are gonna blow your fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's thank. I haven't read too much. I purposely not read too much about it. Yeah, but one of I and I was going to try to save it to watch it with my oldest friend Alexis, um, who gave birth to my goddaughter. Like we've been oh. homies for a long time. And in high school one year, I think we were sophomores, we dressed as Jerry Sizzler for Halloween. We went to the thrift store and got bathrobes of and course. bad wigs. And we dressed as Jerry Sizzler and we almost got expelled. <laughs> like our teachers were so mad because all we kept saying is, I'm Jerry Sizzler and this is my sister Jerry Sizzler. And they're like, <laughs> you need to get out of this bio class immediately. <laughs> They are going to bomb the school. They are that crazy. Like, they are off the chain. So, And we had, like, the lipstick smear and everything. So we, I was going to watch it with her, but I don't think the timing's going to work out that we can watch yeah. it together. So I might just press play tonight, because now I'm very excited. And everything I've read about it from diehard fans and new ones is, this is great. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's different, obviously. It's different. They It has to be different. They're fucking yep. 30 years older or something. But, like... You know, it brings back a lot of great memories. I think it's it's just, it hits that perfect note of, like, nostalgia, but it's also new and fresh. So, please uh, tell me I when you're finished. Wait. Cannot wait. I'm going to press play tonight. 
Yes. Cannot wait. Um, yeah, and I think the only the last thing that I've been watching that is pretty in line with, I guess, my whole ethos. Um, I was watching this <laughs> this British show. <laughs> I'm laughing because I cannot tell you how excited when I realized that there was a new season of it. Because you know, in true British show TV show fashion. They go years in between sometimes with some of these yeah. shows, especially for the long-running shows. And long-running being more than two seasons. It's mm-hmm. like, oh my God, they're still doing this? And I just got very excited. Um, so I was cruising BritBox one day and realized that there's a new season of the show Shetland, which is about a cop in the Shetland Islands <laughs> trying to solve some crimes Mm-hmm. Jimmy Perez and you get into like his family life and it's just it is and it's just a beautiful show because they're showing like these beautiful islands um, and it's so it's just so comfortable it's a very comfortable show and they take all season to solve the crime and it's usually like six episodes um, but it makes me feel like like I'm sitting down in the winter with a cup of hot cocoa even though I watched Ooh. it in like May Britbox it do be like that on BritBox, I gotta right. tell you, because I I I've never seen it, but then you know I have it I have BritBox as well, and I cruise past it. I'm like, what could this be? And all the shows are like that. They're all these like kind of cozy crime show or whatever. And I'm like, oh my god, like, oh, give me a Rosemary and Time, give me a Miss Marple, <laughs> like I will dig into all of those. Yeah, and I was psyched because again, like with the pandemic and everything. I didn't know they were filming another season and they season six came out and I could not have smashed play fast enough. That's awesome. Well, it's I'm definitely so digging good. in. I love it. And also, I love that the cop is like, he's like a single dad who's really tender, but he's also so quick to anger and so quick to being like fed up with people. And one of my favorite scenes in the show takes place in the first or second season where he's talking to his friend on the phone at his desk and his friend tells him something he does not want to hear. Like, he asks him for a favor. And he's just like, yep, okay, goodbye. And he throws the phone across the room instead of hanging it up. <laughs> just like, he's that kind of dude. And it's just so funny and great and wonderful. Yeah, BritBox never lets me down. Um, and I just, I love the comfort of that kind of show. And beautiful. Because yeah. I haven't, you know, we're not able to travel as much. And I haven't been. And so, yeah, like, I just miss going to places that also felt like that. And Shetland kind of is just reminds me of traveling. That's awesome. No, that sounds great. I'm on it. I'm on it, sir. Yeah, um, on it. Six seasons. Catch up. Yes. Um. Well, my last one is also a crime show. Ooh. Um. I'm gonna say right now, I, I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure if I'm enjoying what I'm watching. I'm just gonna say that. So my I am watching the third season of Barry right now. Oh, I didn't even know they came. See, I don't even know what shows are on anymore. I didn't I know. know it was back for a third season. Well, I, you know, the the I work for the corporate overlord HBO Max. I mean, yes. I don't. I, I work in the company. They they're not my actual boss, but we're we're in the we're in the corporate family. So you know, I was cruising HBO Max, and I was like, oh yeah. I fucking forgot that Barry hadn't been on in a couple years. Um, and I, so the, the third season just started and 
I gotta say, hmm, I don't know right now with this because I I know. Listen, <laughs> like you just say it, just say it. It's it's a critically acclaimed show. Every fucking time it comes on, I read a think piece about how wonderful it is. I understand that Bill Hader is a consummate cinephile, and I appreciate that. And it actually shows a lot in his show. Mm-hmm. But having said that, there are moments of this season where I'm like, should I just be watching Blood Simple again? Like, I don't know. Like, and I know that's a... <laughs> That's a joke. Should I just be watching but, the shorter, better version of this? Well, but it's like, it, 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 okay, here's here's my chief complaint, okay? I understand that part of it is that it hasn't been on in a while. I completely forgot about the mess that they made on this show. Right. Like, there's all these characters that got introduced, that died, that came back, that aren't dead, that, you know, are now aligning with other people. That I get it. Um, that is what, you know, complicated prestige television does is they weave a really thick web but i think it's gotten too gnarly like i'm like i don't Mm. know like i forgot that anything like what is the motivations for any of these people who are still alive like i don't i forgot like why people are mad at each other i forgot Mm -hmm. like who likes who who doesn't like who um and i've watched the recaps by the way um, for some reason, the recaps are not, I don't know what they're doing, but they're not showing much of what's going to happen in the next episode or in the prior the prior episode. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just sort of like confused by it. Um, my main problem with it is that I feel like there's not any good women, like the characters oh. on the show. I, I don't know what, I don't know what that's about. Like, his girlfriend you know the whole conceit of the show is that here's this military ex-military guy who became a hired killer and then now he wants to be an actor in hollywood which i think is really funny that's a funny elevator pitch or whatever and the first two seasons were incredible yeah great but i feel like her character has gotten more and more, I don't know, like, kind of, I don't really know what happened with her. Like, she was definitely, like, in the first ep- season, she was, like, this really gung-ho L.A. wannabe actor woman. woman. And then her and Barry kind of got together. And then now, I guess in this new season, she's, um, I don't know, sort of, like, she, she, I guess, lived her dream. She's living her L.A. dream. She's a showrunner. She's a lead actor. But I kind of, like, don't understand like where her mind's at and i don't know if it's because they just didn't flesh her out enough yeah like maybe they jumped too far ahead in her story because like i want to see her get to get to that point like this season could have been great if it was about her us understanding and i say this is someone who has not watched this season yet but from what you're saying i feel like i want to know what that trajectory is that brought her to this new place and see that play out yeah and she's just really self-absorbed and I just, I can't root for her. I don't feel like I want to root for her. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and there's no one else on the show. There's no other women on the show. And I'm just, I'm like, yo, they had a black woman on the first season. She died yeah. <laughs> pretty quickly. Spoiler. And then like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry, spoiler alert. But it's like, whatever. It's like, at this point, it's like, I forgot that she, that she, that had even happened. 
Yeah, um, she was a great character. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. So there's it's hard for me. And I don't want to say, well, there's no good women in the show and I can't watch it. But I'm kind of saying that. I'm kind of like, oh, I yeah. don't know. There's not a, a woman that I could really root for. I mean, the only character that I really love is Noho Hank. I mean, obviously, he's won our hearts. He's so <laughs> funny and weird. I know. And I'm kind of like, can we just watch the Noho Hank show? I mean, like, whatever. I, I don't know. At this point, I feel like I just feel like it's gotten too complicated. I feel yeah. like it's gotten... They're, they're trying to do a lot of stuff like they're trying to make it very cinematic. And I feel like it's maybe are we losing sight of the narrative of the right. story? Like, I, I don't know. I'm like, I'm all for like you trying out like new things and um, making fun episodes that look really great. But I also am like, well, there's a story here that now I don't connect to and I don't really remember. And yeah, I don't know and if I, I'm really. Yeah. Well, I like the I think part of the reason that I liked what I liked about the first two seasons was the pace of it. Like, I liked that I never felt like I was too far ahead of yeah. what the characters were doing or saying or thinking. Like, they followed it very closely from moment to moment so that the story was more compact. And yeah. I think if you, if you come to expect that from a show and then you kind of have this more sprawling, you know, more sprawling idea of what's happening, it is easy to get lost because you're just not used to seeing the characters in that way and having to follow them like that, so... And also, yeah. I don't want to watch any shows that don't have good women characters on them. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel right now. It's like a very, it, it just reminds me a lot of like what's happening already is a lot of dude, violent dude TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish there was just something else to it that I could really like sink my teeth into. I just feel like whatever ha- is happening right now is just not, I'm kind of like losing my attention for it. But then I don't know, hopefully. I'm going to try to stick with it, obviously. Um, But I don't know. I don't know. And I hate to end it on this note to be like, well, I'm watching a TV show and I don't know if I like it. No, I think it's good because then we can pick back up. And if you when you finish the season, tell us what you think about the season. Like if you were right. And I'll happily fucking eat my words. If it ends up being a fucking brilliant path to this crazy, awesome ending. Sure. Yeah. I'll revise. I'll revise my opinion. But right now, four episodes in, I'm kind of like, mm, what's going yeah. on? So. Well, we have given people a lot of shows to think about. So I think it's fine to end on that note because <laughs> we've given you so many shows that you could possibly try. Yeah. I Listen, you always come to the table with a lot of stuff that I've never even heard of when it comes to TV. So I will be watching. I think I need to finally watch the show that you mentioned almost every episode. What was the... Fucking Rectify. Yeah, I need to watch Rectify. (laughs) I feel like I need to know you. If I watch it, I will know you on a deeper level. I think you will. It is truly one of the most beautiful and remarkable shows I've ever seen. Yeah. And it was... I think when it was on TV, it was on the Sundance channel. So that's part of the reason why a lot of people never saw it. Mm -hmm. But now it's on Netflix. um, And... I just, I'm going to rewatch it. I haven't rewatched it in a few years, but it it's it's one of the shows that stayed with me longer than any show I've watched so far in my life. Okay, I'm in. I'm in for sure. Um, there's a lot of stuff on my list, obviously. I mean, there's like, there's even stuff like I need to watch. Like, I have it by service. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. In my mind, I'm like, all right, here are the Hulu shows. Here are yes. the... Paramount Plus shows. I want to watch The Offer that's like on Paramount Plus. I want to watch mm-hmm. The Staircase. Oh, I started watching it. I started watching The Staircase because I was like, ooh, the cast is great. And I only watched the first two episodes, but it's really good. Oh, my God. Well, 
Let's get watching. I don't know how we're going to do it. We watched so many movies and we got all this TV to watch. I think we should quit our jobs. Well, never date is, again. This is the crux of our being single and happy podcast. You can watch whatever the fuck you want. You have more hours in the day to watch whatever the fuck you want. That's so true. <laughs> um. Well, listen, thanks, guys, for subscribing to us. We really, really appreciate your support. Um. It really helps us out. You know, and and maybe we don't express that enough, um, but it really yeah. does. When you subscribe to our bonus feeds, it helps us make better shows, and um, and we love doing these bonus episodes because they're it's just a chance for us to relax and feel very like you know conversational. Not that our the main feed isn't conversational, but you know what I mean. It's a little bit more of a presentation. Yeah, um, and we can truly take our pants off and put our feet on the coffee table on these episodes so we are the first topless podcast for yes, a reason and we are never is that more evident than in our bonus episodes and like i said in the beginning we all we usually use these bonus episodes to read your wonderful emails um we will still keep doing that this is just a, a, a very brief kind of catching up with us episode um but keep emailing us and you know the 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 shorter the better in some cases um if you read your email back to yourself and it's more than 4 minutes long maybe edit uh, <laughs> yeah. a little bit or just give us the nug just give us like that main here's what i want to tell you sentence um because we want to read your emails we actually love getting email from you and even the ones that we don't get to read on air we really just we like that we are connecting with people so much and we appreciate you you telling us your your thoughts and your stories. Yes, please. Um, our email address is I saw what you did pot at gmail.com. What else, Danielle? I mean, you can't we can't you can't message us there in a way that we'll read it on the air, but you can always follow us on our social media, which is at I saw pod on Twitter and Instagram. Correct. And then I think we have some merch. If you want mm -hmm. merch, it's always at um, exactlyrightmedia.com in the Exactly Right shop. And if you're listening to this, you've already subscribed to the Wondery Plus app. So thank you so much for supporting us through them. Yes. Can you can you hear my dog snoring right now? No, but please put that <laughs> mic right next to her face. I want to hear it more than anything. I would. She's real snoozy right now. Is she under the desk? Yeah, she's like, I can't. There she is. She's on the floor near the garbage. Oh, I can she's see next her. to the garbage can. <laughs> and she is snoring like a 95-year-old man. It's like she belongs at my house, just sleeping <laughs> next to a garbage can. That is a very Henderson household move. <laughs> and I appreciate this about Sophie. Pack your shit, dog. You're going north. <laughs> She'll be here for one month in the winter and be like, fuck this. I'm yeah. walking home. <laughs> Oh God! As a pleasure, as always, it's a pleasure, Danielle. Thank you so much. The best, the best. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Bye. This has been an Exactly Right production, produced and mixed by Casey O'Brien. Our theme song is by Tom Bryfogel. Artwork by Garrett Ross. Our executive producers are Georgia Hardstart, Karen Kilgariff, and Danielle Kramer. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at IsawPod, and you can email us at IsawWhatYouDidPod at Gmail.
Follow I Saw What You Did on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you don't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase I Saw What You Did merch.